right, welcome to another episode of the Final Percent Podcast. And I have got one of my very favorite people like that I've met. And he's, he's turned into one of my very best friends, Mr. Bob Snyder himself. Where are we? Well, we're in Cancun, Mexico. And, yes. and the last time we did a podcast, we had just gotten back from where? Yeah, we just got back from Kenya, Africa, which was an incredible adventure. And in between those two places, we made a pit stop at uh, Costa Rica. We did go to Costa Rica. We yes, did. we did. And yes, we we've did. been to D.C. and Chicago and Salt Lake and Denver. Florida. Florida. You know, we just keep running into each other, man. I know, and it's been fantastic. It has been fantastic, and it's going to continue to be fantastic, Uh one of the big things that I think it, I want to talk about is just the experience of uh, community. Yeah. Because you're, you have built one of my very favorite communities I've ever had the privilege of being a part of in the Renatus Corporation. And watching the lives that are being changed, we're at the leaders retreat in Cancun and having these conversations with people, it it just goes to show we the butterfly effect is real. Yeah. And so one of the things I was going to tell you is, I'm I'm having conversations with people, and and you know Linda Williams, I'll 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 pick on her for a second. She came up, she gave me a huge hug, and uh, she said, when I came to the regional in mm-hmm. Phoenix, I was all self conscious. Yeah. And I gave you a hug and said, I'm sorry, I think I, I talked too much and I shared too much and I this. And she said, you told me, no, keep going. The world needs to hear your story. And she said, you saved my life in that moment. Yeah. I had no idea that even happened. Yeah. And so it goes to show this butterfly effect. I don't know if you've noticed all over this hotel, there's butterflies everywhere. There's these butterfly wings you can take pictures in front of. There's butterflies painted on most of the walls. And Renatus really is about the butterfly effect. So you made a decision, butterfly flapping its wings, and now we've got tens of thousands of people all over the country that are flapping their wings and changing lives. Seeing the people out there, and you know, we were just, you know, I was yelling at all the people in the pool and I, I yelled Renatus and they all yelled rocks right back. What is it like building a community and then hearing about the butterfly flapping its wings and then that person changed this person's life and this person's life? And it, what is that like building an organization uh, like this and the community? It's a fulfillment of my dream. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, dreams are interesting because your, your goals and your hopes, and your dreams and your whys, they change as you yeah. as you age. I mean, they, you know, when I first became a budding, a young budding entrepreneur, my whole why was, man, I want financial security. I want to spend more time with my family. I want to set my own schedule. I want to hang yeah. out with who I want to hang out with yeah. rather than have a boss that is telling me what to do, when to do and where to go. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, that, that was my initial motivation for change and to become an entrepreneur. Now it's different. Yeah. I mean, I'm on the other side of life. Yeah. You know, I've gone through the entrepreneurial journey and I don't worry about money anymore. Yeah. That's no longer a concern. Um, you know, I mean, I get the time with my family that I absolutely love and cherish. My why now has completely transformed into creating a lasting legacy, a contribution for others to enjoy. Yes. It's, it's trying to help everybody to have, I love that example, the butterfly effect. And, yeah. And not just 
for themselves, but that butterfly effect then goes out and has a ripple across time and space yeah. that changes the lives of others. Yeah. So when I get together in an event like this and folks are there to share their stories of success, the real estate deals they're doing, you know, the, the people's lives that they have influenced yeah. and changed, the expansion of the community that they've been engaged with, the compensation from our plan that they've yeah been able to enjoy man that is the reward of rewards yeah. that's what warms my heart and fills my soul yeah it's and i think it's just so interesting you know i i think the butterfly is such a powerful um analogy to use because that's really what it's all about is sharing your story yeah and giving people hope to know that it it, it is actually possible because I think you and I can agree that a lot, we live in the must be nice age. Yeah. Cause like yeah. people are gonna, there's someone out here, you're watching this video and you're like, oh, you guys are at the top floor of some resort in Cancun, uh, must be nice. It is, it's actually really nice. Like the room is cool, the resort is cool. Here's the difference. We want you here. And Michael Huggins did a great training. I thought he, he just did a fantastic job. He talked about unless or until. Yeah. yeah and yeah. He, and a lot of people yeah. out there are excuse driven. So they're like, mm -hmm. oh, I can't do that because this. So you say you want these dreams unless this happens, unless right. this happens. And I think that's the biggest difference is we are hanging out with a bunch of until people. Yeah. They're, they're saying, I'm gonna do this until it works. I'm gonna do this until I change my family's stars. And watching the respect that the community gives you, and I think just as important, the respect that you give the community, how important do you think it is? Because, you know, I've studied leadership for a long time. I've helped so many corporations do leadership and culture setting. Mm -hmm. And the biggest indicator of incredible leadership is the respect from the team and the community. How, what what are some of your strategies and principles that that provide the respect from them but also I watch you respect them just as much it's it's such yeah. an incredible symbiotic relationship well and you nailed it it is a symbiotic relationship because this is my dream they're catching the vision that I created is the fulfillment of that dream yeah and I wake up every day in gratitude. Yeah. I wake up every day in gratitude because, because what we do in Renatus would not exist were it not for them. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, it, it really is that, that relationship that brings us both together in a pretty amazing and interdependent way. Yeah. You know, not a yeah. dependent way, but an interdependent way. Yeah. Um, I love the relationship with I have with our people and yeah. it's all about driving success. And one of the things that we do in this company is it's all about student outcomes. Yes. I want to make darn good and sure that these folks get all the, the tools and the systems and the knowledge necessary that they can go out and drive success. And I know that everybody's on their own timeline. Yeah. Some people can't be rushed to the finish line. They have to finish, you know, at their own pace. Mm -hmm. So we give them the latitude to grow during that period of time. Some of them become wildly successful in their first year or two. Mm -hmm. Some of them, it's five or six or 10 years down the road that they yeah. finally have that, that personal breakthrough where able to get past all of their pre-programming from their past and move forward to success. 
But yeah. I know that if we don't lock them in for the long haul, yeah. they're never going to have that result. Exactly. So for me, you know, the culture we've created is nothing more than an expression of my gratitude for them. And I've found that if I'm grateful for them, I respect them, they reciprocate in kind. Yeah. And that creates a bond of interdependency and appreciation that stands the test of time. Well, and I think, I think that you nail, you nail it with the appreciation. I think that is, I think appreciation is actually the competitive advantage of the human race. Hmm. And people have lost the ability, because you know, I tell a lot of people, you know, a dog can love, a dog can hate, a dog can, you know, get mad, but a dog can't appreciate the fact that, you know, you work for a certain amount of time, you stop at a store, you mm -hmm. buy the right kind of food that you researched, and then you put it in a bowl and then you hide it from the dog because <laughs> it's too stupid not to overeat. Right. It just goes, you gave me food, I love you. But it can't appreciate what went into that thought and the action. And when we really lead with appreciation, there's things that are exponential that start to happen that I, I think are so prevalent in this community that a lot of people, they think it's, they think it's kind of weird when they first come in yeah. because they're like, wait, people, people like each other? Wait, <laughs> people appreciate each other? Wait, people tell the truth? And I, I, tell, I tell this all the time. I say, you know, it took me two and a half years to get linked up with Renatus because I was waiting for yeah. the other shoe to drop. Right. I kept saying no, because I know. Yeah. I, I know that, that it, it's not what you say. There's no way. And, you know, and that goes, you know, with someone I respect, obviously Sharon Lecter, watching the amount of respect she has for you, the education system you put in. And if you listen to the words that he said, it's the systems and the tools and the knowledge for you to go do the work. So to be very clear, right. this is not a silver bullet. Right. Nothing in life is a silver bullet. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to do the work. It's just gonna give you a lot less bumps along the way. And it's so much easier to do it with people. It is, and here's another thing that we infuse into our culture. It's teaching them correct principles. Correct principles, principles are timeless. Principles yeah. are truths. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not fads, they're not you know, something for the moment. They're not self-serving. Yeah. You know, there's something that is, is, uh, is more about a team concept. So we teach them correct principles, but it comes back to this. Cooperation looks like this. Yeah. Competition looks like this. Oh, that's good. Inside of our community, it's all about cooperation. That's true. But, well, and, 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 you know, I was just talking to Bob about this before. It was like, you know, I, I had some of my friends saying, hey, like, why are, what are you doing down at the, the Renatus Leaders Retreat? Like, are they, because I mean, I'm a, I'm a speaker. I go around the country. After this, I'm going to be in, in uh, Salt Lake. Then I go over to Phoenix and I'm doing the paid speaking thing. And people are saying, oh, they're paying you to go down there. No, no, I, I'm paying to go down there. I, I bought my own plane tickets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't speaking. I bought my own, my own room. And of course I upgraded because I'm bougie. <laughs> but I did that because proximity. I wanted to get around the people. I want to hang out with you as much as possible. I want to hang out with the community as much as possible. And I want the community to know I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not in it because there's... And that's one of the things I love about you and, you know, coming in, looking from the outside, looking in. You know, there's no hired guns. Yeah. There's no... 
like he has never been like, hey, Greg, here's a bunch of money. This is what I want you to say. If, if I'm ever on camera, he turned on the camera and said, Greg, you know, just speak your truth. And I'm like, it's so refreshing. Like what I, I don't I don't know why we live in an era where that way of doing business is so weird, but yeah. it really is refreshing. Um, so some of the things that I want to ask, well, I have three things. Number one, what is your big takeaway of this leadership retreat? What's what's your favorite? Is there is there a moment that comes to mind, a takeaway that comes to mind? Is there is there a specific action, a breakthrough? You know, what what comes to mind when if you had the, that one moment you were going to tell someone when you got back home, what is that moment? Oh my goodness. I don't know how I define one. Yeah. Let me talk about a, a few because okay. I, I, I can't ever narrow it down yeah. to one. I mean, it's like the one, I mean, that's like, that's like, which of my children do I love most? Yeah. Right. I mean, how do you, how do you define that? But, yeah. but I loved what you said yesterday. Cause you got up just for a few minutes to talk yeah. about, you know, an event that you were doing, um, your regional training, by the way, October 6th and 7th, this <laughs> podcast is coming out tomorrow. Uh, if you want to go, I want you to DM me. I want you to email Greg at the final percent, Owen at the final percent, Salo at the final percent, whoever you need to get to, to get your butt in a seat there because we want to change your life. We want to introduce you to what we're doing, but the Denver regional is coming and it is going to be a blast. So there's my shameless promotion. And it's Back a great promotion. I'm fine with that shameless promotion. That's wonderful <laughs> because, because during that promotion yesterday, yeah. what you said was you gave the lesson of proximity. You just yes. mentioned that a minute ago. Exactly. I'm telling you that had a profound impact on me because I listen, I've lived by the law of association. Yeah. You know, one of my early on mentors, Mark Victor Hansen, we yep. were, we were in uh, Acapulco, Mexico. This was years ago when it was actually safe to go to Acapulco, Mexico. Yep. And I was sitting there at the dinner table with Bob Proctor and with Mark Victor Hansen, and we were having a great conversation. And, uh, and you know, Mark really impressed that upon me. I was a young budding entrepreneur at that point. Yeah. And he said, Bob, you want to change your life? You change your friends. Yeah. Change your life, you change your friends because, because your net worth will greatly be influenced and in many times determined by your network. Exactly right. right? And, uh, and I've, I've locked onto that and I've lived by that. He even yes. gave me a challenge. He says, he says, I'm going to challenge you. He says, you ought to add a, a millionaire to your, to your, uh, Rol Rolodex. 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 That's the thing yes. that you spin and it has cards. That's that right. Up in That's case what you he don't said. know what it is. Rolodex. That's your, your contact list. Your now, contact guys. list, your database. <laughs> yes. But you know, he said, he said, you ought to add a millionaire to your Rolodex every single month and a billionaire to your Rolodex every single year. Yeah. And, uh, and I've never forgotten the lesson because surrounding myself with like-minded entrepreneurs has been the number one contributing to my success Amen. and to so many of the blessings I've received. Mm -hmm. um, I love that positive association. Yeah. You reframed it yesterday with the concept of proximity. Yeah. And I thought, wow, man, I love that. Yeah. That was a, that was a takeaway. Yeah. You know, when Woody Woodward was teaching folks about the drive system and yeah. everything he's, he's developed there. Drive is one of the most revolutionary ways to I communicate, sell, agree. you know, build relationships, forge bonds. Um, I mean, it's it it's profound, and uh, he linked that to growth mindset and versus fixed a mind fixed yep. mindset. Now, listen, I've read the book. I mean, you know, uh, on growth mindset, fixed mindset, Carol the whole darn things. Yep. Yes, I've, I you know, I love what she shared and and you know the observations she made. I've trained on that at different times yeah. in my own life. 
But when he put it together with Drive, yeah. it was like, whoa. Well, because it gets personal. You can yeah. actually dive in uh-huh. and understand what it means for you. Because so much of personal growth is way too general. Yeah. It just gets way too general. And so depending on, and if you don't know what Drive is, again, I want you to reach out to me so that I can introduce you to what Drive is and how it can help you. It's actually what got me like, cause Julie Dale, I mean, I got to give credit where credit's due. She brought these little cards. She threw them on a table and she said, I just want you, what makes you feel the most important? And I'm like, what are you trying to do? I'm the coach. What yeah. are you trying to do? And, but I looked at him, I'm like, this is different. It uh-huh. really is different. And I've gotten to, I mean, we went to Mo. Oh, there, we made a stop in Moab. Oh, yeah, that we was did. A- <laughs> it, was, it was more than a stop. It was a week in Moab and it and was fantastic. It was so fun. <laughs> and I got to ride with Woody Woodward. Um, and he's, he's, he is a speaker that I, I, and I, I, I will tell this because again, I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, not this last, uh, nationals, but the one before that, the national conference of Renatas, he gave one of the best speeches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And this yeah. is not one of the best speeches I've watched on YouTube or one of the best speeches that I was at a conference or one that I no like doesn't matter who you are, where you're at. It was one of the best speeches that I think has ever been delivered. And his drive system was that good. So I was already really excited to watch him. And boy, did he deliver. And then I got to find out who he was as a person. And just like so many things in Renatus, it gets better and better. Yeah. As, as Bob says a lot, he goes, you're like an onion. I just keep, like, there's peeling layers. back the like, layers, man. Back. Uh-huh. But, uh, and that's the proximity. You know, I, I had to move to, you know, go to the national conference. Yeah. I had to move to accidentally go to Kenya. Uh-huh. I had to move to, to be at the regionals. I had to move to put on different events. And, and I had to move to be a part of the organization. And most people are just, they don't want to move. Right, and, right. And proximity takes movement you have to move and Mm -hmm. so this so here's what we're owen when when you listen to this back name this one proximity because our last podcast was Uh move and we've already that's great and we've already you have to move to get to the proximity Uh um that's what i love and this is completely unscripted neither one of us knew what we were going to talk about when we we sat down i just knew that the dots were going to connect um, all right. So some more, more takeaways. So anyway, so, I mean, it, when, when he, sh- when he shared that, you know, it just really nailed it because you know, what he's always taught about external versus internal yeah, so and you're good. able to see that so easily when people talk about being genuine, when they talk yes. about being, you know, I mean, authentic and, yeah. and you know, and in touch with themselves, that yeah. really is the internal aspect of, exactly. of human emotion and, and human character as yeah. well. Right. And character. So by definition in my world, character is who you are. Yeah. Skills is what you can do, right? Yeah. But character Ooh, is who good. you are. So internal is very much about your character, who you are and who you're being. Yeah. External, well, that's a whole nother world. And unfortunately, in the world of training and seminars and speaking and every man, I see external whitewashed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that is shallow self-centered yep. i mean you know status it, uh, like, oh, it's status i mean my goodness i want to <laughs> want to vomit with some of this status yeah and one of the things that i've taught my leaders over the years is that external versus internal thing yeah. i said listen i've never met a successful person who 
who didn't have an ego. Yeah. Never. Yeah. But the good ones, the good ones, the ones that are really going internal instead of external, they know how to keep it in check. Yes. They know how to keep it in check. Yeah, and, I mean, we all have an ego. I, I, I think it was, I, I'm not even going to try to remember the book because I'll probably misquote it, but there's a book out there and they say that ego stands for edging God out. I love that, man. That is so and perfect. He says that you think you are so good at who you are and what you do that you don't need God's help and therefore you, you leave him no room to perform miracles on your behalf and in your life. Huh, that's perfect. And I was like, I got, I got some self-reflecting to do because when I read uh -huh. that, I knew that God was nudging me a little bit being like, Greg, yeah. It's time to knock it down a, a, a couple pegs so right. that I can help you. Like I've got yeah. your back. And so, yes, I, I completely agree. I think, I think ego used, you know, properly. Yes, it can be a motivating force. Sure. It's there, mm -hmm. but you got to remember when it gets too big, God can't help you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we, we've, we've got to recognize that, you know, there's some extra help that is happening. I love the, uh, the other saying it, uh, coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. Right. So, you know, allow for those, hap the Bob Ross moments, allow for the happy accidents to happen in your life. You know what? And seeing how, you know, you so timely brought God into the, into the conversation. Can I share with you a little secret? Yes. I have, I, I, I've been a very, very religious man for, you know, most of my life. Yeah. I served a two year mission for my, my church early in my my, uh, you know, youth and, and it transformed my life and really has helped me to want to stay close to him mm -hmm. and to uh, and to do his will. But I've noticed something hmm. that even though I am very loyal to my religious beliefs and to my church, mm -hmm. um, because I love the structure and I love what's being taught there and the and the community that I yeah. get. I've noticed there's an awful lot of folks out there, man. They just don't want religion in their life. They don't want they don't want that structure in their life. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about creating correct principles, right? I'm trying to really just take the principles I've learned in church, mm -hmm. God's principles, mm -hmm. and I'm infusing those into my business yeah. in a way that allows folks to draw near to God without, without having to be preachy, without having mm -hmm. to you know, to teach from the scriptures without, yeah. I'm teaching them correct principles because I, I'm concerned about our country and a lot of countries around the world that I mm -hmm. see where, where the decline in any kind of religious affiliation or attendance mm -hmm. is, is starting to gain momentum. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we get character training. 100%. Character training. 100%. You come to a business to get skills training, you're right. You go to college to get skills and training but exactly. but where are they getting character training yeah i've just tried to infuse that into our business so that at least some of that can rub off and in yeah. the process they can understand that living a wholesome life living a life in integrity yeah actually gives them more joy and more fulfillment and 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 for all the young people out there who are in the comparative reality you know i'm i'm 38 so i I, I still find a lot of people, certainly in their early 30s, but a lot of people in their 20s that are still driven by status and stuff. Yes. Um, yes. I will tell you, having a life of integrity and doing it the right way and building that foundation, you will get more stuff in status. 
if it's built the right way. So if that is what you're, you're, you're driving for, build it the right way and let that be a byproduct. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, you know, I heard Zig Ziglar say early on, you know, you have to be before you can do, you have to do before you can have. I've since changed that to B plus do equals have. Yeah. So who you are and what you do equals what you have. Therefore, your stuff and your status is a byproduct. It is a byproduct. It's and, and, well said. And we cannot show up to, you know, I've, I've got almost a $4 million house. And I tell this to everyone all the time. If I would have shown up in Denver saying, I want a $4 million house, mm -hmm. I would still be working for it. Yeah. Because I, I was doing everything to have that. But no, I just became someone who did something to to byproduct that house. Yeah. And that's that's what in so many ways Renatus teaches you how to do and you can mm -hmm. set your life up on autopilot through all the different things like from infinite banking to understanding your credit, business credit to right. understanding like, you know, creative acquisitions, all of these things that I remember I was a little overwhelmed because I'm like, wait, you I thought I was already I I, I thought that when I was getting into uh, real estate, I thought there was like 10 ways to get into it. There's like a thousand. Yeah, there and, are. And you really, really want to have people who've done it before and you want to have that blueprint. You want to have the right way to do it. Uh -huh. And, you know, everyone, again, you might be starting out with the $50,000 house or, you know, the $5 million house. It doesn't matter. Everyone's going to start out somewhere different. But wherever you start, you want to build the foundation and you want to start the right way. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with the correct principles with integrity and then you just go you go share what you've done mm -hmm. it's 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 not hard and that's the key word you share yeah. you don't sell what you've done yeah you share what you've done exactly and the reason why you're sharing what you've done is hopefully it will be instructional to others yeah. if not inspirational yeah so that they want to follow a similar path i always i always say the uh hope starts and faith finishes so a lot of people are going to get into a business or they're going to get into Renatus, they're going to get into real estate, they're going to get into an entrepreneurial lifestyle because they have hope that their life is going to be different. Yeah. But somewhere along the way, they lose faith. Right. And I remember when I was talking to my pastor, and mm -hmm. I will never forget this moment, he said, God says that the only thing that will make him move is faith. Yeah. So if you lose faith, you stop moving. Right. You don't get the proximity to your dreams. You uh -huh. don't get proximity to what's going to change. And so you have to learn to keep the faith. And, and I'm not saying this, you know, maybe somewhere out there people are like, man, Greg, stop talking about God. No, like have faith in yourself. Have faith in right. integrity. Have faith in the principles of people who've done it before. Because faith is the only thing that's going to get this stuff to move. And I love, you know, our mutual friend, Sharon Lecter. Uh, she has uh, Three Feet from Gold. Right. Great book with uh, Greg Reed. Mm -hmm. And so many companies and people and relationships stop five minutes before the miracle. <laughs> and, they do. And they do. You just got to keep going. Yeah. You've heard the old you've heard the old adage, man, and I've always loved this expression that you got to have your ship in the water if you're 
or I, I should say a rising tide. That's what yes, it is. Yes. A rising tide raises all ships. Yes. I've added to it. Yes. Yeah, but you've got to have your ship in the water if you're going to get the rise of the tide. Oh, that's good. Right? That's because good. Because I've always thought that. I thought, yeah, rising tide does raise all ships. Yeah, but, but what, what if, if yours is... What if your boat's not in the, the water? Not in the water. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not going to happen for you, man. Oh, that's it's, good. You know, if it's sitting in the garage, I mean, if it's in the dry dock, it's not going to do any any good for you. you got to have your ship in the water if you're going to get the rise of the tide. And oh, that goes back to the lessons yes. on faith because faith is an action word. It's a yeah. verb. Yeah. And individuals who live by faith take action to demonstrate their faith. Exactly. And that's, and that's what it is. Going back to the must be nice uh, thing. I'm sure someone in, in your life has said must be nice to you. Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> I, I, I love the people that are, must be nice. And they're going, when I was a young budding entrepreneur and yeah. I was starving and I yeah. was trying to make my way up and struggling and, yeah. you know, and they were my biggest critics. Yep. Now yeah. they're my biggest fans and they're like, Bob, I always believed in you, man. Yeah. I always knew you'd do it. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's what, and that's what happens is uh, I think people forget that the must be nice, like attitude, you know, you're saying that to someone who's just taking action. Uh-huh. And instead of saying must be nice about the outcome, you, 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 I want people to start getting aware of the fact that you're saying that is probably because you know that you need to be taking different actions. Yeah. And so if you ever feel that, like, and that's what I love about you is, you know, when we got together, we immediately started collaborating and innovating and getting excited of each other's success yeah. and yeah. pushing each other. Neither one of us were like, oh, must be nice to have that, must be. No, we were like, no, this is nice. Here, let me share it with right. you. Right. And that's the big thing is, is get around people who clap when you win. Uh-huh. Get around people who want to share the opportunity and, and, and help you out. But the problem is, is a lot of these opportunities look like hard work. Like, yeah. is was it easy for me to fly on a airplane with a two-year-old and my family and, and my team and all of that stuff? No, it wasn't easy. It was hard work. Yeah. But man, hard work pays it off. It pays off. It pays off in a big way. I, people ask me because they know that I worked hard for decades, yeah. you know, to achieve what I've achieved. And they say, was it worth it? I'm like, well, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? I live, I live a life by design, not one by default. And yeah. And I pity those individuals who just assign themselves to a life of mediocrity because yeah. they're unwilling yeah. to do the work. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to that fixed mindset versus growth mindset thing. Yeah. I mean, I know that we can accomplish whatever we set our minds to within certain limits. Mm-hmm. I am never going to dunk, yeah. you know, like Michael Jordan. It's just no. not going to happen. Yeah, but, no. <laughs> but, uh, but I know that the things that God plants in me as yeah. thoughts and ideas yeah. and hopes and dreams and goals can be achieved or they wouldn't have found root. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I always come back to is, you know, one of my business partners is, comes from an incredibly wealthy family, um, widely considered one of the five most influential families in the entire world. And I'm building my business. He's one of my early investors, one of yeah. my very best friends. He's sitting on the couch next to me and I'm getting ripped apart on Twitter. like. I can't remember what happened, but it was when I had started my recording studios and people are either saying, I can't remember which rumor this one was, but I was either a trust fund baby and it was super easy for me and my life was easy 
or I was a drug dealer, and that's where I got all my money to start my studios. But I'm getting <laughs> ripped apart on, 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 and neither one are true. Uh -huh. And I remember talking to him, and he said, if you look up my family name, there are articles and articles and articles about my family actually being alien lizard vampires. And I, and I looked at him, and I said, you are, you are kidding. He said, look at my last name and just type in alien lizard. And sure enough, articles and exposés and dissertations on why this family are alien lizard vampire people oh meant goodness. to take over the world. And then he, he gave me the best lesson that I've had in a long time. He said, when my grandfather came over and, and started this you know, multi, multi-billion dollar corporation, we started out with with one motel and then kept going and kept uh -huh. going and you know they end up you know actually we're sitting in a hyatt right now yes we are uh his family started the hyatt corporation and uh, he said you know we were persecuted by hitler we're a jewish family we're coming over and these rumors have gone through generationally with my family and and we have had to fight off these things of and actually defend ourselves against being alien lizard vampire people. And wow. he said, the thing that that taught me, and I, he goes, I'll never forget when my grandfather said this to me. He said, have you ever seen a family work harder than what we have done? And he said, no. Like, like, Grandpa, mm -hmm. you work like there's nobody's business and the family, it's, it's, it's what we do. And he said, so when we came over and we started our business, the only differentiating factor between us and everyone else starting at the same time was hard work. And he said, right now we live in a day and age where it is easier for people to believe in alien lizard vampire people than hard work. Yeah. Literally alien lizard vampires are more believable than hard work. Yeah. And so yes, the tools, the systems, the knowledge, yes, and then hard work, but you got to get around the right people. Hang out with people who say, you know, early on when I was in Acapulco, hanging out with Bob Proctor and Mark Victor Hansen, chicken soup for the soul, hang out with people like that. So if people are wondering, Greg, why are you flying down to Cancun? Because I want to have this conversation. Right. <laughs> I want to hang out with, like, there's going to be a time where I'm going to get to be like, you know, when I was hanging out in Cancun with freaking Bob Snyder, and people are going to be like, but you hung out with Bob Snyder? You got to get around those uh, kinds of people. You know, you, you always put a smile on my face. <laughs> But I always sit here and I'm like, I'm getting to hang out with Greg Kimball. <laughs> you want to hang out with people who love hanging out with, like I say, cool things, yeah. do cool things with cool people. All right. What's your one, you know, where we end it, what's your one thing you want to give to, you know, someone who wants to just be a little better than they were yesterday or something oh, you wish goodness, you would have learned just... Something you want to leave people with. You know what? I'll tell you what. Has, I'll tell you one thing that has helped to improve the quality of my life and the quality of my production and outcome. And it's this. It's that every morning, I would challenge you, every morning, have a planning session with yourself. Mm -hmm. Every morning. Plan your day, right? I mean, think about your day. You know, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to achieve? Who are you meeting with? What goals you know, do you need to move forward? Uh, it, you, you need to have a planning session with yourself every single morning. And then at night, 
every single night you need to do an accountability review with yourself. Mm. How did I do? What transpired? What were some of the roadblocks? What mm -hmm. were some of the things that got in my way? How can I modify that, change that to improve that so yeah. that I can get better outcome tomorrow? Those things will make all the difference in the world. And the other thing, you know, you, when you talked about the Hyatt, uh, there's no doubt anybody who has achieved a, a level of success yeah. like that, man, there is some work involved. Yes. But remember this, there are people in this world that work extremely hard. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing doesn't make economic sense. Yeah, that's good. So hard work with something that doesn't make economic sense yeah. is frustrating and, and very unrewarding. And you ha so, so hard work and you gotta find the leverage. You gotta find the leverage, like, yes. Like they yes. say, you know, if, if, uh, if you judge a goldfish by its ability to climb a tree, uh -huh. it's gonna spend its whole life thinking it's stupid, but man, that goldfish might be working real hard to climb the tree. Right. But you know, you leverage the knowledge, you leverage the relationships, the proximity, and, and you know, take a chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the things I said in the training when I was up there helping people understand the importance of uh, proximity was don't get out there to try to prove the other people wrong. I want you to work hard to prove yourself right. Stop caring about the external. Excellent, that's good. I, I, I want good. you to just go out there because you know you have dreams inside of you. And if you're interested in leveraging your time, your energy, your resources, your relationships, if you wanna understand how leverage works, I want you to reach out to me. I want you to connect with us um, because we've got an opportunity that might actually really be a great fit for you so that you can leverage the right things so you're not just working hard because there's a huge difference between working hard and being a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And if you're a hard worker and you know how to leverage the right things, you're gonna change your life. But that planning session and the accountability, a lot of people just say write down your goals. Right. But they don't talk about the accountability at the end of the day. So I, mm -hmm. I think that's a great, you know, closing of the loop that people need to recognize and understand. So if you're gonna write down your goals and you're gonna write down and, and do something for your day, have that accountability with yourself so that you can actually get it across the finish line. Right, right. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate Are you, you kidding so me? much. Awesome. It goes both ways. I appreciate uh, you. I know Bob Snyder. I know Greg Kimball. <laughs> <laughs>